Is it safe? Yes, it's safe. It's very safe. It's so safe you wouldn't believe it. Is it safe? No, it's not safe. It's very dangerous. Be careful. We're doing Marathon Man this time, right? Marathon Man. You sure know how to pick them. Tell me when you're good to go. Oh, I'm ready when you are. I'm already recording. All right. Welcome to Marcus Played. Hiro's ecstatic to be here as uh, I'm sure you are too, dear listener. All I don't know how many. Uh, what is the joke now? Because I, I haven't looked at the numbers, but they're not great. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> uh, are, are the numbers good for any podcast, really, though? Or, or film uh, I guess talk culture because what is there to there's a lot of shit going on and yeah there's not a lot of new movies going on that's what's for sure so you gotta watch Marathon Man just has to be done has to be selected Uh, I am obviously I guess bumping off of is it Scheider or Schneider Scheider Scheider I don't Scheider. think there's an N yeah uh, coming off as the the hero of your selection Jaws uh, to a trollish dickhead, uh, older brother in Marathon Man. Is he though? I mean, he's a patriot. He's serving his country. <laughs> he he trolls a Nazi, uh, which I admittedly enjoyed that sequence until it doesn't turn out well for him. He allows the no. Nazi to get the upper hand. Uh, but I enjoy I enjoy any character that shit talks, and he was definitely shit talking a, a a now bald Nazi who had to sacrifice his long. Uh, glowingly gained off the white locks to come to America and try to, I guess, reclaim his, his fortune, stolen fortune. Played by Laurence Olivier, of all people. Mm-hmm. He get, uh, I think he got, no- yeah, he got nominated for this, um, playing a villain. Yeah. Disagree with that? Uh, I don't know what the competition was like, but I was like, he was menacing, and I, I don't, you know what, I don't have that frame of reference, like, of looking at Laurence Olivier. I just know him as and, a name, and, like yourself. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I've seen... What's that Grendel movie he likes? I don't know. I try not to pay too much attention to what <laughs> Dave is talking about. Even when I'm co-hosting a podcast with him, I just I just wait for the, the red light to turn on, the cue that it's my turn to talk. Um, not that different, not that dissimilar from this, this podcast. I chose this because I knew you would have a distaste for it, if I'm being honest. Really? Yep. What, what, what led you to believe that I would dislike this movie? Because I'm a Nazi supporter? Is that is that what you you pigeonhole me as that? I I didn't think you'd much care for uh the running. And in particular the running as portrayed by one Dustin Hoffman as the title character, uh I guess, of Marathon Man. I I know your hang ups. You, you you get stuck on one thing and then it completely <laughs> completely overpowers any uh previous enthusiasm you would have for for a conceit for a story and i thought this would kill it as soon as you saw dustin hoffman uh attempting to sweat like a a, a real boy <laughs> see he, he runs through the park i thought i oh you know I, this is a first time watch for me and i always thought that this was some sort of sci-fi thing uh or mm. or like merit like like uh I don't know what I was thinking. You know, this based was based on the poster and the title. I can kind of, kind of see yeah. that. Yeah. And I didn't realize he was an actual runner. Like, mm. like, like it was very much on the nose. Do you realize it now? Have you seen it? We're still. Well, no. I mean, he's still <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. He just. 
<laughs> for all of his talents, and, you know, he's lauded as a great actor, one of the great actors of our time or whatever. This dude doesn't physically impose. You know, he doesn't. You can just he's always there. little Dustin Hoffman. He doesn't physically impose. Yeah. Full stop. He's just a little in any, dude. <laughs> in any way. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think when he's. Uh, God, when when has he played like he's played he played Hook in a like family comedy version? Yeah, but he's got like floral disguises all over. Like he's got this big hat and the feather and the mustache and the eyebrows. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Even even when he's the heel in that, it's still like a joke version of a villain. Right. He's very petite. Yeah. yeah like yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know when he's been considered like. Uh, threatening. He, he's played. I'm sure he's played like gangsters or something at some point, right? Mm, wasn't he a gangster in Dick Tracy? <laughs> he as Mumbles. Mumbles is a gangster or something. I don't know. Of all of the uh, the the rogues gallery, he is the 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 goofiest in that one. And we're talking about people that have like the you know they're yeah. called what like flat top and square head, uh, ridiculous characters. Mumbles. Tootsie. I mean, yeah, where I guess where he's going full, uh, full drag. I guess is what we're, we're... I guess it could, I mean, that's definitely <clears throat> you know th that's an episode for us. Right How about there. Chef, where he's the the villain and Chef still kind of has a point. Like, oh, he has a even great point. The, like, uh, play the hits. Yeah. Um, going back to Tootsie for a moment, Tootsie or Mrs. Doubtfire, creepier uh, hero. Mm, I've never seen either. You've never seen Mrs. Doubtfire? No. Huh. Not a Robin Williams guy, then. Uh, I mean, I take Robin Williams in doses. You know, <laughs> he's a uh, he's like the he's the lot. human version of cocaine. You know, you can't uh, you can't you can't take too much because it'll just wire you up. Unless he's in full um, Goodwill hunting that, mode. Goodwill hunting mode and hugging people and saving them. You know, one therapy session at a time. <laughs> That's your fault. <laughs> I, I like this. I like this soft touch that we're we're getting into. Your <laughs> you need the Diet Coke version of Robin Williams. Uh, I mean, other than other than you know ob my obvious disdain for his f lack of physical prowess, what about this movie? Like, led you to think that I would hate it? Oh, that was it. Which I didn't hate it. It was just very much that was it. Um, look, you. Uh, I I know how. Okay, so here, here's the other movie uh, that we've not talked about, but uh, it was so tied to it. I knew we would really get stuck if I presented this film for a half-hour podcast because it would pretty much be you for 28 minutes just ranting. Uh, I found another podcast on Sicario that I think fits this, <laughs> this subject matter where uh, the show is called Friendly Fire, which is a pretty popular uh, podcast. Okay. Um, uh, so I'm guessing you've not heard of it. I think you would really dig the show. The podcast, Friendly Fire. Yeah. Um, so it's a, a, a historical podcast uh, based around war movies. And so they go Ooh, so okay. into uh, the historical aspects, uh, kind of branching off from, you know, the, the film uh, selected. So so you get, I mean, it's, it is a far cry from what we do at uh, Marcus Played as far as talking about, uh, you know, the appropriate level of uh, stubble left in uh, the nether regions, uh, I think, is a, a, a Marcus Plate <laughs> hit. What? <laughs> you said that. Uh, the, the razor burn uh, thing. Was oh, oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, this is a very distracting thing. So they, uh, yeah, there's like a hundred and hundred, almost 150 episodes at this point. 
you would dig that. So I'm presenting something I know you're going to hate with the, you know, the, the sweet to go with the sour. The sweet is mm. Friendly Fire. I think it's a show you'd really dig. Uh, and they were talking about Sicario and one of the hosts opens with like a six or seven minute introduction, um, pre apologizing for the fact that he couldn't get over one thing, one, uh, as he calls it, uh, screenwriting flaw in the film that could not okay. allow him to enjoy the movie. This is thrill a minute filmmaking and it's unquestionably kinetic and engrossing. There's one problem though. We argue about this film in part because films with strong points of view engender strong opinions. I objected to a core inconsistency in the actions of the main character that kept yanking me out of the film during all the best parts, a problem my co-hosts were able to overlook in favor of the film's many other virtues. It happens that in this one instance, I was correct, and they were both wrong and dumb, but that fact in no way reinforces any kind of general precedent or overarching theme within the show. I admit that my sticking point may seem small. My rating is probably too low, and I was too hard on Ben. The whole thing is akin to me hating Brad Pitt's fake German accent in Seven Years in Tibet. I hated it so much that it's all I remember about the film. But that is also a perfect example because his German accent was bad enough that he should have had his toenails removed with pliers. I apologize for nothing. Anyway, by the end of this movie, most of the supporting characters are either spiritually broken or dead. Nothing lasting is accomplished. The drug business continues on unabated within a culture of revenge, justice, and spent ammunition. And the movie going public is rewarded with a sequel that's probably pretty good. Let's hope this time they paid more attention to the script. The flaw is not dissimilar from uh, your take, <laughs> which uh, now I don't want to put words in their mouth and tie it to your hideous takedown of Emily Blunt. So you're talking about uh, Miss Emily Blunt's uh, dumpsky role. <laughs> like how much of a dumbass she is. That's, that is what I had in mind with Marathon Man, because I disagreed with you on Sicario. Uh, her character didn't bother me. I actually have a thing where I kind of like characters that are not hyper-intelligent or hyper- um, I don't want to say professional because she's professional, even if she's uh, not as uh, worldly or yes. educated. No, no, she's fair force gumpy and kind of just bumping her head through uh, through police and work. I like which force is not gump. A... I love force gump. Okay, so that one works, but not Emily Blunt and Sicario. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of the, the stakes are a little different. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, Forrest Gump uh, running across America isn't going to cause as much damage as her. Uh, you know, dr bumping her head or dropping her weapon in the middle of a firefight. Oh, you getting, don't think Forrest Gump had a far greater impact on the country? I mean, maybe he did Positive impact. To. <laughs> the guy had positive impact, you know? He showed his butt to Nixon or whatever it was. I, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I think that, that was Lyndon Johnson, I think. Was it? Okay. He did get uh, Nixon uh, out of the White House. There though. you go. He made the phone call. There you hey, go. There's some lights going on across the way. Um, Where's Forrest Gump now? Like, bring back Forrest Gump. <laughs> I don't know. I, I we missed the uh, what was it? The twenty five year anniversary was last year. Mm. Um, I don't think film Twitter has as much uh, appraisal for, for Forrest Gump. Uh, you know, the social network just went past its twenty year anniversary, and there are tweets and tweets and tweets and articles. I remember that for Forrest Gump. Is that because of of uh, the the success that Pulp Fiction had? Right. I mean, like you know, Pulp Fiction is obviously for film lovers is a landmark mm -hmm. moment in time, yeah. particularly of our age, right? It's like this landmark moment, but 
famously Forrest Gump took all the accolades in award season in 94. Is that why, like, are we as a sort of cult, as a, you know, culture, like saying you can't like Forrest mm-hmm. Gump because of like uh, Goodfellas and Dances with Wolves. I think Dances with Wolves is a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I've watched it a few times since, uh, since then it's not Goodfellas, obviously, but the the Which is why the Kevin, travesty. Kevin Costner doesn't get a full month on True Bromance. No, because he no, already won exactly. Best Picture. Best Picture. <laughs> He's had it. He's hit at the top of the mountaintop there. I don't know. I think uh, I think your point is valid in the maybe, especially the immediate years that came after the, there was mm. a takedown for Scump. I think just generally now, <clears throat> if Forrest Scump came out, <laughs> um, yeah, if it went, it would be Green Book all over again. Uh, there would mm, be that the white savior thing disdain, yeah. Um, which is not, you know, all those movies are not. It's not dissimilar from what we're talking about here, as far as how much can you believe that I guess our lead character is equipped to handle the high concept or you know the like Nazis coming to him. Mm-hmm. He's totally unaware in the in Marathon Man. He doesn't know what his brother does for a living. Um, and so he is like a, is his brother CIA or is he some sort of other sect? I felt like, like is he he... some other thing. Like he's, you know how they had like, uh, in Munich, the movie yeah, Munich yeah, where yeah. they've got that, like that, uh, that secret sort of crew going after like former Nazis mm-hmm. or, or people who have done them wrong in some capacity, you know, the Olympic games and all that stuff. Is that what he is? Or is he actually working for the government? I would hope he's not actually working for the government where it's like, well, uh, what's on your uh, schedule day? Well, I got to go have a meeting with a Nazi and talk about how we're going to get his gold uh, that he he stole from uh, Jewish families. I would hope that's not on the calendar. I would hope this is all secret stuff here. Going back to your Friendly Fire podcast, who is the bigger Dumsky? Is it Emily Blunt and her... You know, I'm bum rushing into the bank and giving myself away so that I could be targeted by the cartel. Is she a bigger dumpski or is it Roy Scheider? Hmm. You know, walking up to the to the talking trash to a Nazi and then getting one to the belly right away. Like it's interesting because I like both those characters. Um, I I like, um, you know, there's a lot of criticisms as far as like how, and uh, in particular with American pop culture, how we've uh, perhaps glorified um, police work or the military in some way to make uh, you know combat glorious and anyone that has a gun in their hands uh, you know right and justified in doing fairly reckless things. I'm talking about in film because oftentimes mm-hmm. you're seeing characters. You know, it's not like you're going to see them doing a a normal everything goes uh, according to plan uh, arrest or anything. It's because. It, Where's the fun in that? Where's the conflict in, in a filmed piece of entertainment? But the flip side is that it also kind of glorifies that that sort of reckless behavior uh, justifies uh, any sort of means uh, yeah. as they win the day. I kind of like that in Sicario, uh, Emily Blunt's character is clearly over her head. Now, I remember hearing some criticism. God, it's a, he's one of those, like, I think conservative blowhards now. Uh, Brett Easton Ellis that wrote American Psycho. Uh, okay. That he, he criticized it because he, he 
not that he thought the script was flawed from that perspective, but he criticized it that they actually, this is why I said, I think he's a conservative blowhard now that they flipped it. It was originally written for a man. And he, he said it was more interesting if you were seeing, uh, like a sort of good old boy, uh, being, uh, emasculated by other the dumbass. Yeah. Other men. Uh, he, he thought that it changed the tone of it by having it be a, a woman, but, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, does it make it easier to pick on her? Is that what it is? Is that what he's saying? I I don't remember exactly his reasons. I, I probably didn't even listen or read the interview. I think I probably just saw uh, uh, Twitter hate quote tweets of like, fuck this ah. guy, that sort of thing. Um, so I don't know exactly. But um, I do, because of that, I did. I was made aware that it was originally written for, for a man to play. And they just cast Emily Blunt instead, which is, is fine with me. I would say I favor her over... Roy Scheider, though I enjoy his shit talking. You keep me waiting. Why? To upset me? Good evening. I'm not the one to be mocked, and your behavior don't give me much shit work. about my behavior, not after what you've been pulling. I've done nothing. You're going to tell me that Chen acted on his own? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't mind your hiring him, but my brother, for Christ's sakes, did you have to involve him? It was nothing. It was a violation. We do not involve family. We never involve family. Think of it as a warning, nothing more. Think of that as a warning and nothing more. But you would like to fight, wouldn't you? It will not happen. I'm much too old and far too smart for that. But we must talk truthfully. Are you to be trusted? No. Is that the truth? Are you trying again to upset me? I know that you're going to the bank sooner or later. Perhaps I've already been. If you had, you wouldn't be here talking to me, would you? What else do you know? I know that you're panicking. You think when you leave the bank, someone's going to rob you. Who would do such a thing? Obviously, you think I would. Well, can I trust you? You never could. You only had to. We're talking of my safety. May I be candid? Yes. I couldn't give a fuck about you. <laughs> I have more of an expectation from him and they set up that this is some dealings that he's had before. They're, they're, they is it because some... you're sexist? Is, is that what it is? No, is that what we're doing here? Uh, it seems like... <laughs> just going to go ahead and pigeon you, pigeonhole you into this, this, this <laughs> yeah, disgusting... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You called, me, you you called me Rush uh, on an uh, episode uh, <laughs> a couple weeks back. Um, no, it's because... Proud boy Mike. <sighs> God. Standing by. Uh, hopefully, by the uh, I think the release of this one, um, you know, we're beyond that uh, as far as uh, our president uh, giving out commands to his Proud Boys Club. But um, I don't know. Uh, I just felt like okay, maybe maybe I'm reading it wrong. I felt like his dealings with Olivier the Nazi. Mm-hmm. There seemed to be a level of comfort. And that he can shit talk him. I, I I don't get the impression this is his first assignment with Emily Blunt and Sicario. Right, yeah. They build up that this is like a uh, you know this is the feet to the fire type thing. Is, at least at that level, right? Because yeah. we see her from the get go. She's leading an elite squat right. team. Like that's a SWAT team in uh, on the border town mm-hmm. doing some elite level shit from a physical perspective. So we get the impression that at least she has had some level of success, right? You know she she is in. You don't get to be the leader of, of a team like that without some degree of success. But everything after that, you, you bump her up to the next, you bump, you call her up to the show, 
and she is uh so you're saying she's, over she's there com- a, uh, committing three errors a game four a player that she's she's too good for triple a <laughs> but the film yeah. says she's not not ready to be in the the major no you you call her up and she's just <laughs> botching it you know she's getting she's getting called strikes you know she's she's a mess so do you think that that's similar with Roy Scheider because I feel like it's just cockiness that does him in more so yeah than- Roy Scheider I think hubris really gets yeah. the best of him right he's uh but I mean look at him he's dapper his cover is I'm a very wealthy whatever guy you know what I mean like he's you try to attack his- him in the nude in his hotel room and he'll still get oh. the the better of you yeah yeah, exactly. You know, he's got the the classic move of, of put your hand up there when they're trying to choke you out. Mm-hmm. You know, Roy Scheider, physical specimen that he is. Um, <laughs> Should he have been marathon man though? I mean, I, obviously, there's going to be a wide gap between this guy's doing uh, secret Nazi dealing shit uh, for the government, and then his brother, the college student who is training for a marathon, and we all make fun of him because he's Dustin Hoffman. But it seems like the gap is so large for. It makes it unbelievable that that they'd be related, that they share blood. <laughs> I wasn't going there, but yeah, that too. It makes it unbelievable that the man who was equipped for this is uh, killed off in such a stupidly easy, easy fashion. Yeah, of taking his eye off the ball, and then his brother, who has no idea what's coming down the pike. Yeah, he's like the guy from Blue Ruin. You know what I mean? Yep. He's just like fumbling his way through all this I shit. I mean, now he gets some teeth pulled out. Um, and that, hard to watch. That's, that was hard to watch. Yeah, that sequence is still effective. But yeah, that was kind of my premise was I, I felt like I, you know, it was horrifying that I, I was in the Hyro headspace where I'm like, I don't know if I can buy this. Like, I kind of want to. It's a fun little thriller at times. But my main problem seems to be the casting of the, the lead actor. And I just don't believe once he's in the shit that he's ever going to get out of it. Now, what's more unbelievable that he is a uh, well, OK, when he's running, he obviously he's at the best runner because he can't even catch the little the dude uh, right in front of him. He, like that guy's lapping him. You know, he he's doing all this stuff and he's got his his timing on his watch and he's got his clipboard and he's keeping his records. Now, we all, obviously, we do that through an app. But um, I was a little more thrown aback by his uh, sexual prowess. You know, the he beds this uh, lovely, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Austrian woman or whatever she is, um, uh, who's obviously, you know, she's got her ulterior motive. But Boy, she Big makes Brother a comment. Calls that out quick, too, doesn't he? No proof? Mm, too much. <laughs> it should be. I could pay my tuition for what this meal costs. See the uh, watch he gave me the last time I was here? Mmm, nice. Do you miss home? I bet you do. You mean Jelly Man? What do you miss most of all? People? The country? Skiing? Uh, I suppose all. I'm not really that familiar with Switzerland. What part are you from? A tiny place. Thank you. Verbier. Verbier? Yeah. Oh, I don't believe it. What? <laughs> This guy that works in my office, a ski bum. A real pain in the ass about skiing, excuse me. But he's always going on about Verbier. That's right at the mount of, uh, at the foot of Mount uh, Rosa, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He says it's some of the best skiing in the world. Mm. Is that true? Of course. Is he 100% right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, then you must know Claude Lassure, the instructor there. Have you skied with him? Yeah. Where is it? Verbier. Verbier. I've made all this up. There is no Mount Rosa. 
Verbier, and there is no Claude Lesseur. You're not Swiss. What are you? What are you? Can't you guess? Sure. German. Anything else? How long are your working papers good for? Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's, it's a joke. It's, just, it's not funny. I don't need work papers. I'm a student here. I don't know. Whatever you do. Well, many foreigners marry Americans to make things nice and legal. Then all of a sudden the marriages don't work out. Is that what you think of me? Look, stop it. Just stop it, man. Why don't you ask man? me if I care for him? Why bother? You haven't told the truth so far. But why don't you ask me if I love him? Why don't you... Okay, wait a minute. It's all right, though. Elsa, wait. Let her go. Why? Because she's a phony. She's after something. Can't you see it? But why don't you stay out of it? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he smells it a mile away, but... I mean, maybe Dustin Hoffman is just not as experienced and worldly with women as uh, Roy Scheider is, right? Certainly not. But I thought maybe this is a very much the self-aggrandizing thing that we, we like to mock in movies. She says something to the effect of, oh, my God, you're like such an animal. You're going again. Do you want to do it again? Like, please give me a break. Like, okay, calm down, Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're, uh, you're at this time you were a very powerful actor and you could get a lot of things done, but did you have to write in that you were a sexual tyrannosaurus? Into the script. I took it the other way. I took it that he had had no luck with women previously, so he had uh, all this this pent up. Uh, he's a jackrabbit slims, yeah. and they're just going to town. Yeah. He's he's a hyper, I guess, virile here. Um, but that's that's how I have to justify it <laughs> to, to make it make sense. Because you're not also not buying Dustin Hoffman. No, you know, no sexual sexual uh, titan. Anything physical, I'm just not not buying with him I, I, it's funny because i had watched this when i was a teenager uh you know back in the vhs days it was just one of those uh checklist movies like i was aware of uh marathon man probably like most people would be like psycho psycho in the shower sequence maybe you don't know exactly what the movie's about but you know okay there's something with the shower sequence i was mm -hmm. aware of marathon man like oh there's an uh an evil dentist there's a horrifying sequence with uh, a dentist and so that's interesting because i had none of that oh, okay. i had no I knew nothing of this movie. I, I genuinely thought I was in for some sci-fi type shit. What you were with Dustin Hoffman ravaging <laughs> Austrian beauties. <laughs> Repeatedly. So this movie, uh, Big Swing of the Miss for you then. Yeah, I, I mean... And you had no honestly, expectation of it as like a, a no. 70s classic? It wasn't... Okay. I So I'd heard... like I, Okay, I did have that, that expectation. I, I always saw this as, oh, this is some sort of like... Uh, a uh, classic movie where uh, it was well respected. You know, I, I, I'm assuming it was some award baity thing, sci-fi. I don't know what I was expecting, and I got uh, Dustin Hoffman. You know, you know, writing himself that he's a world class athlete and lover. Okay, thanks, Dustin. Did you ever? Uh, I think I've told this or mentioned this story before. Certainly on uh, some podcast. I don't know if it was this one uh, where they're on set. And uh, I think Olivier's waiting for Hoffman to do one of these fucking sequences. And uh, everyone's waiting, holding fire, uh, because Hoffman wanted to go run around like the block a few times. Um, and, Why? Is he method acting? Was, yes. Was... Yes. And he, he, you know, I guess he thought Olivier would be so proud. And Olivier's uh, famous response was, My boy, why don't you try acting? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know if that has colored my perception of the film. The only thing I like, unfortunately, and please just refrain from your, your Fox News rush jabs, it, it's the Nazi. It's like he's the 
I, I buy he's him. your favorite. I, he's the the character. I like, look, they got rid of uh, Scheider, who I love. I, I would have loved a whole movie of his, you know, uh, spy antics. People trying to his, assassinate uh, him. You want to see uh, Roy Scheider, James Bondian, yeah. sort yeah, of I thing? Liked yeah. That. Okay. Um, Instead, you get like this plot that is kicked off by two old guys uh, in a road rage incident. <laughs> I didn't mind that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it was a comedy goal right there. I, I didn't realize this was a William Goldman joint. Yeah. He's yeah. like one of the, like the premier uh-huh. writers in Hollywood. Based on one of his novels, right? I think, I think much. Yes, like it is. Yes. Pride. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I probably like it more than you. And that I think it's decidedly Okay. Uh, as like a, a 70s thriller because those that decade of movies has a certain look and feel. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely the, the pacing is different from what we're accustomed to with thrillers now, but it's it's really like it's it's going back to the premise of this particular episode where it's like there can be this this one thing that kind of is a roadblock for you personally. And for, and for me, it was Dustin Hoffman. And if, it, if I yeah. can't get around the, the lead actor in this particular part, then that's, you know, it's never, the movie's never going to achieve. It's like a full stop. Yeah, yeah what it's, it's supposed yeah. to. Um, and I don't yeah. know. I, clearly, other people did not have this this particular problem because this is a well-received movie. It's an interesting, like, it's interesting also that our uh, protagonists, particularly our male protagonists of that, that time frame, they weren't as square-jawed and chiseled mm-hmm. as they are today, right? Now we've got the Arby Hammers of the world and... The Brad Pitts. Well, and, even uh, one we did recently, Enemy of the States, got Will Smith. Yeah, like a absolutely. Big, you know, big guy. hulking guy. Yeah. 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 Good luck trying to get uh, Dustin Hoffman, you know, as your uh, – put him in the Thor suit. <laughs> That's, there's the visual oh, you want right there. God. Shirtless. All those sequences we get of Thor shirtless. Put Dustin Hoffman shirtless. Marvel would not allow it because, you know, they get uh, – Parks and Rec, Chris Pratt, and you see what they do to him. Uh, even uh, Camille Nanjani, that you know, that, that feels like know. years ago now because I guess Eternals was supposed to be it was supposed to be coming out or out by the time this episode's released. Everything's been delayed, but yeah, I mean, he was a damn uh, Instagram model there for you know a few weeks on uh, on film Twitter. That guy's yeah, he's ripped out of his gorge. I, of all people, you know that guy. It's it's amazing. You make a good point. In the seventies, if Marvel was a thing, maybe we would have. God help us, we'd have pics of shirtless Dustin Hoffman looking something like that. And it and it. No offense to Camille Nanjani, my brain still can't process it. Like I see his face, I see the the big sick Silicon Valley on that body. It doesn't compute. I'm not saying that he, you know, that uh, it's not accurate. I'm not saying that they're doing some photoshopping. I'm just saying that my mind can't can't believe that that guy, that comedian I like, looks like that now. Just can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the '70s, we'd get like uh, Incredible Hulk or something like that, or maybe Loki played by Elliot Gould. <laughs> that I wouldn't mind so much. <laughs> the Elliot, James Caan as Spider Man. Elliot Gould, uh, hairy fucking dude. Yeah, Extremely hairy. I, I, I'm just that's what I'm trying to go through in my head is like, who's the hairiest guys Impressive. out there? Because like it goes you know. beyond. Oh, there's some body hair. Then that's, you know, in places that uh, is not socially acceptable. But it goes so far the other way into full acceptance that there's almost yeah. something titillating about it. Almost but where you could barely see the actor himself yeah. <laughs> through the hair. You know, like, 
<laughs> like it's a it's a Edward Scissorhands dream. <laughs> this guy could just carve all sorts of like NBA style banners on their jerseys into his chest hair. On the note, I just want to thank Friendly Fire again, who doesn't need our promotion for <laughs> for, for allowing an entry point ultimately into body hair and what yeah. Tyro and I like or dislike uh, about it. Uh, but this is also the uh, sort of, uh, I guess, me coming hat in hand after I've gotten on to you for having hangups on, uh, as you said before, on people's teeth, hands, uh, that sometimes I'm just as guilty. And I guess mine is like uh, an incredibly short man that looks like Dustin Hoffman being titled the Marathon Man. Just couldn't do it. No, it's just, uh, you know... I like to, I like to see you chop down a peg here from time to time, <laughs> and, and, and meet me meet me at my level of just. But never at Dustin Hoffman's level. I'm never gonna <laughs> bend over that far to, to pick up the little little lad. See, I I figured you would wish to be at Dustin Hoffman's level so that uh, you know now you get everybody's Fomka Jamson. The world opens up to me with these. Yes, giant it's your women. oyster. Yes. Like you would be so happy in Hobbiton, <laughs> like just you know, as a little Hobbit out there, you know, Fomka Jansen's picking you up. Even one of the Olsen twins can pick you up. It's just heaven for Michael Dediston. An Olsen twin cradling you in his arms, in her arms. It's an interesting point that I'll think about over the next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Marcus Blade. Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell, I gotta tell the loyal fan singular uh, what's coming up next. What is my selection? Up? Oh, your selection. So we're back. I have to, I have to clean it. I have to back clean. On like that this bullshit, is. So, I see. Sometimes you gotta like give a palate cleanser. You know what I mean? Like you, oh, you bring. You don't know what you walked us into, and you're giving me, I believe, my first uh, celebrity crush. Yes, I'm. I'm gonna clean up the joint, class up the joint, and and bring some some, uh, <laughs> some real beauty. A dead end. Nancy wouldn't have anything to do with a pack of drunks and losers like this. But if there's anything to be found here, the faintest lead to wherever Nancy is or whoever kidnapped her and mutilated her, this is the place. Excuse me, miss. I'm wondering if you could help me. Looking for somebody. On a night like this, everybody's looking for somebody strange. It's not like that. My name is Nancy. Eyes to the stage, Pilgrim. She's just a woman. Skinny little Nancy Callahan. She grew up. She filled out. Nancy Callahan, 19 years old. And here I was expecting a skinny little bookworm. Maybe a bit too shy for her own good. How little she told me about herself in all her letters. For all those years. How the hell did they find her? Then it hits me. They were bluffing. I've led them straight to her. Dancer. In just a few seconds and she'll be safe. 
No, Nancy. Don't notice me. Don't recognize me. 